0: Now, I mentioned the whole face mask debate and we have been asking Live 95 uh, Limerick Today listeners about their views on it on Live 95's Facebook page. And Catherine says, I wear one every time I go out and they should be mandatory. I have underlying conditions, so I would like to see more people taking responsibility to protect me and others. I see people wearing them and they keep touching them and pulling them down. You're supposed to sanitize your hands, put on the mask and not touch it again until you're home then take it off and wash your hands immediately. Anne says, I wear a mask. The only problem is my glasses keep fucking up. I read somewhere, if you put shampoo on the lens and uh, rice with, rinse, I presume you mean, it says rice here, but I presume you mean rinse with warm water, it helps. Um, sorry, I tried it, but it doesn't work. just says, personally, I've worked the whole lockdown without one. Uh, I couldn't work with one, but it's people choice to wear them if it makes them feel safer. Also, they need to be used Properly, some people don't know how to wear them and also some masks I've seen on people are pretty dirty looking and that can't be good to be honest Mary says I do wear one but I have to say I find it really hard to breathe and have to go outside after about 10 minutes luckily I can go shopping with my partner so please don't judge everyone the same who don't wear masks. Olivia says definitely should already be mandatory I'm sure people who can't wear them on medical grounds would be entitled to get a letter stating so from their GP and if stopped getting on public transport or entering a shop uh, would be able to produce the letter. So even there you can get uh, from that uh, minority of comments of the many that we have received uh, that there is a debate that is very much ongoing around uh, face masks Um, and uh, joining me to discuss this now we have uh, Dr Ray O'Connor, GP uh, in uh, Limerick uh, and also uh, a lecturer at uh, the University of Limerick Graduate Entry Medical School and uh, we're also joined by uh, the General Secretary of the National Bus and Rail Union, Dermot O'Leary. They are pushing for face masks to be compulsory on public transport uh, to protect the public but also to protect their members and you're both uh, very welcome. Now, Dr. Ray, we have chatted to you a few times during this uh, debate because public sentiment seems to have shifted back and forth. The advice has changed over the time. The government are now pushing really hard without making it mandatory for people to wear face coverings. But it feels like, from what I can observe, from what others we've talked to can observe, and from the reaction that we're getting here on the Limerick Today show uh, and uh, on our social media, that it's not quite working.
1: Good morning, Joe. Um, like everything else, um, it's, it's a bit complicated, OK? Um, first of all, I suppose, just going back... Um, you will have seen uh, the necessity of the measures that were taking the basic straightforward messages. And I I, I guess onto the topic of masks, but I think this is really important. The basic stuff like social distancing, hand hygiene, cough etiquette, etc., all of that. You saw at uh, Donald Trump's um, meeting there over his rally over the weekend uh, that none of that was happening. And you hear in the news this morning that there's a huge upsurge in cases in both North and South America. Um, and that's because people aren't doing what they should be doing. So that's the important thing. No matter what you do with masks, um, really the basics have to be followed. And that's one of the problems with masks, that sometimes people kind of put them on and then they have a false a sense of security. They feel, right, I have a mask on, I can do anything I like. Uh, your listeners actually have uh, been completely on the ball. Um, so the one lady, uh, your first lady said, uh, people are putting them on, um, but they're touching them, they're m- moving them up and down and touching them with their fingers, and that's absolutely right. Once the mask is in place, it must not be touched. If it's touched in any way, even to just adjust it, you have to take it off, you have to sanitise your, your your hands, you have to wash your hands with soap and water and sanitise, and put on the mask clearly uh, and carefully. Um, so that it, it covers your mouth and nose and um, that it's comfortable. But once you have it on and adjust it, you must not touch it again. The second lady talks about difficulty with breathing, and that's one of the problems with um, handmade or homemade masks. There's a trade-off, Joe, between what we call breathability and um, the, the kind of filtration, okay? So um, ideally a mask should have three layers. The innermost layer should be cotton Uh, or absorbing uh, material. Uh, The middle layer could be the cotton or something like polyester and the outer layer should be something like polyester or washable. Okay? Um, Now, uh, having a mask in front of your face reduces and causes difficulty with breathing and that's what's called breathability. And, you know, the more layers you have and the more dense they have, then the better the filtration with more difficult will be breathability, particularly for people, say, with underlying breathing disorders. And so uh, that's one of the kind of major issues. But the biggest issue that I would see with people wearing masks is that it can actually be worse than useless. Because if you're sitting on on a bus or a train or something and you touch your face and you're pulling the mask down and up, and your hands are contaminated, now you catch the rail or you catch the seat or you shake hands with somebody, you've now transferred your virus onto the other person. And to be honest, like that's the equivalent of sneezing in their face. So, yeah. you know, you really need to be careful.
0: Okay, well, um, that's Dr Ray O'Connor and clearly, uh, you are know, explaining the difficulties around the wearing of masks. Um, uh, Dermot O'Leary from the National Bus and Rail Union, that's a doctor who has a view. And there are others who have different views. And that has been at the heart of the problem around this public advice.
2: Yeah, it has. And again, look, I, I always defer. And it certainly it comes to public health uh, and the medical profession, I would defer to the medical profession. Look, I suppose we wrote to the National Transport Authority, at the NBIU, back in the 1st of May, uh, having followed and looked at some of the research that was ongoing at the time and lots of different medical people across the world, in fact, were, were shifting their opinion. And that's always a good thing to see, because that means people just take the trouble, I suppose, to investigate the science around this. But I think part of the problem here, I think Dr. Wade touched on it really, is that there is confusion around the merits or other ways of wearing face coverings, probably a better way of putting it. Uh, and there is confusion, and that confusion doesn't helped her. And I suppose that confusion has been led, by and large, by the mixed messages from government and the prefabrication, as I call it, and the different messages around, I suppose initially it started off, Joe, by uh, the concern that a lot of the medical masks would be, for want of a way of putting it, be hovered up by members of the public and, and taken away from the front lines. That, that was the, one of the first concerns. Then you had a secondary concern around people not maintaining a practice and good etiquette around hand-washing, uh, coughing and sneezing into the elbow. Uh, touching their faces, with Dr Ace that, that was the second concern and then you have course, the obvious concern about people that cannot wear a mask uh, but again you look at that situation when we wrote the letter back in the 1st of May where 50 countries worldwide uh, had face coverings mandatory across public transport You to nearly 100 at this stage and a lot of the eminent people like Dr Luke has been out incessantly over the last month six weeks he changed his mind in fairness Dr Navarro was on RT a number of weeks ago and then with the Dial Committee recently. Uh, so the merits uh, and the positivity around wearing uh, face coverings I think has been established at this stage. It's just that we need, I think we need legislation at this stage. We have a second way of coming in for to listen to the experts and why wouldn't we? I note this morning in Germany that the R-rate has increased uh, over there and again there's concern over there and they have compulsory face coverings on face transport and I finish with this point. Uh, in France and Belgium as I've been saying quite clearly, you're actually fined if you don't wear a face covering. Uh, yeah.
0: And, and I, mean, I wonder about that from your members' perspective and I understand where you're coming from looking for it to be compulsory. First of all, you pointed out the mixed messaging and it's interesting where the message was simple and direct and consistent from the very beginning it seems that we've made more progress around hand washing regularly, you know, the two metre distance there, there have still been you know, numerous breaches but in general the public seem to have bought into that. When it comes to face masks they don't appear to have bought into it so far. If you make it compulsory who is going to police that? I mean, your members yeah, are that's busy that's enough that's doing yeah. what they're doing.
2: There's no doubt that's an issue, and just to avoid confusion, I can understand the confusion. What's the call from us in relation to the public uh, or the public call, the mandatory policy around face coverings? Is is a public health call? If you like, based on the evidence we've been we've been, I suppose, looking at and reading, it's not just law to protect our members; it's to protect members, if, if, uh, commuters and fellow commuters. And uh, that that's the issue for us. We're, we're, the debate is going to happen it's happening already, Joe, in relation to social distancing that Dr Ray referred to there. There's no doubt in our mind, working in the, in the transport industry, that the two-metre, one-metre debate, it's ongoing uh, for us. It's going to come to a situation pretty shortly, if not least on capacity issues alone. On top of the health issues, that that social distancing gap may close. And again, we're not in control of that on, on the worker side. That's again a public health call. But so again, public transport across the continent, Europe, and the world, we have seen. Yeah. Is where social distance okay, the and okay, that's a very important is. point,
0: Dermot, isn't it? Because you know, if let's take and you know, most people listening have been on the Lewis at some stage when they've been in Dublin, so let's take that as an example. You know, we know you can go on the Lewis at certain times of the day and you just don't have very many people at all. You go on at peak times in normal circumstances and you are cheek by jowl. At what point do you think we'll get back to that? In other words, full capacity because it's needed to get people back to work. And then, would you think that would push people to accept face coverings more?
2: Yeah, and I think maybe that's one of the issues that's been considered by government. But I will say this, and i made this point. Last year on public transport showed there was 290 million passenger journeys. And I went for one minute suggesting that's oh, over 190 million. I want to return overnight. It's going to take away to get the economy back to some level of normality. But certainly, when you say full capacity, there's a subtlety here that needs to be understood. Full capacity as we know it is something we can never return to. And by that I mean, Sardine like Lewis or Sardine like buses and trains are something we can never return to, regardless of how much we get rid of this uh, nasty virus. Uh, And it might just very, very simply, a double-decker bus in Dublin uh, can carry 90 people with about 20 yards standing. We're not going back to that. The DART and the suburban trains, at I least mean, some of the trains and buses in Limerick, in low Limerick, will be the same on, on peak. We cannot go back to that. So that's where the debate needs to happen. And it's quite possible, though, you're right, that the government are waiting to reduce the social distance down to a minimum to, to, to then come along and have a mandatory policy on face coverings. But look, again, it's the health side of this that uh, that, that we have to refer to, and the expertise and and the, in the health community, the, science, the health and science community, which has shifted considerably. Uh, as Dr. Ray will tell you there.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dr. Ray, you know, this could potentially put GPs, for example, under enormous pressure. They could have huge numbers of people coming into them who are not comfortable for all sorts of reasons, wearing masks. If it's made mandatory, saying, "Give me a note, give me a note, doctor."
1: Okay. well, look, we hope that it can never become medicalised like that. I mean, I think in fairness, people have been very, very sensible here. And I mean, if you look at the social distancing and if you look at the, you know, the public health measures that uh, um, your colleague there was, was talking about, you know they've been taken on board very much by, by by people, and it is common sense. And I mean, but not know, it's, this it's,
0: one, Ray. That's the point. Yeah, not this one. And I mean, okay. you know, people people can talk about this uh, all day long, and I, I, I understand where the government is coming on and I, I understand the public. Adver- but yeah. it is not happening. I mean, I heard Jurgen yeah. Klopp, the Liverpool manager of all people, say over yeah. the weekend that even yeah. you know in and around Liverpool, he said, "I go into shops in Liverpool." I'm wearing my mask and my gloves, and people look at me like I'm an alien. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think anybody looks at you like you're an alien. I, I, like d- I don't know. I, I, Funny you should yeah. say that
0: now, because I tried. I, yeah. Like, I am trying here, and I, yeah. I did try uh, to yeah. go into a shop with a mask on. Yeah. yeah. There were very few people wearing it, and yeah. I certainly felt as though I was being stared at, as, okay. look at this lunatic. Yeah.
1: Well, look, you know, I think maybe it takes a while for the um, public. You're to a bit muddled there, Ray. Uh, can that, you just sorry? Can you just move your? Okay, up? yeah, it might take a while for the for the public, you know, to 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 catch up with the whole thing of 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 the face masks, But, but, look, but you, the thing you is, know, you thing you
0: is, you yourself say that you you still have doubts yourself about it. So no, I, mean, I
1: don't know. I I don't have doubts, Joe. I don't have doubts, Joe. That that's not what I said. Um... The thing is that face masks have been shown um, in in research. Now, the research has been on medical face masks as opposed to homemade face masks. And, you know, there is a very definite, if you look at the WHO report, there's a very definite recipe as to how you make your homemade face mask. And that, unfortunately, is a bit different from what Luke O'Neill was doing, you know, on on the YouTube clip. I mean, they do say that you need to have a minimum of three layers, and some of them talk about 12 layers. Uh, They talk about close proximity. So, for example, I see people driving their car and wearing a face mask. I mean, that's not necessary. So where it's useful and where it works is where you're in, as your colleagues there um, said, in, for example, public transport um, or where you're in a shop or where you're in close proximity to people. For example, you know, some of the direct provision centres where people would have to be within a very close proximity of each other. So the face masks have been shown to work there for other viruses and presumably for COVID virus as well. And yes, they should be they should be worn, but they should be worn properly. And worn properly means that you put it on your face, you adjust it, you make sure it's comfortable, then you leave it alone, you don't touch it. If you do touch it or it becomes physically soiled or it becomes wet, you have to um, take it off, you have to sanitize your hands. And what's
0: the likelihood of people doing that?
1: They do it all the time. No, I I mean, mean, what is the
0: likelihood of uh, members of the public doing it properly?
1: Well, Joe, I'm very dismayed by what I see. I mean, I've gone up to, and again, you think people look at you like you have two heads. People look at me like I have three heads, right? I've gone up to people and i said, look, you were, I'm very sorry you're after touching your mask with your hands. You need to wash your hands and sanitize. And they look at me and then they put the mask down and they start telling me why they cannot they can't. And then they put the mask up again and they walk off. Like, it's crazy. And in that, they've contaminated their hands. They've contaminated the mask. Um, and they're now worse than if they weren't wearing a mask because yeah. their hands are and, definitely contaminated.
0: And, and, and Dermot O'Leary from the NBRU, there you go. I mean, that is exactly the problem here. And I'm, yeah. I don't know if you're seeing lots of people when you're walking around Dublin wearing them mm. in you know, the shops or aren't you. Or what are you seeing?
2: No, I'm not. Look, to be fair, I'm not. And again, I suppose, look, one of the things that, 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 that has, I suppose, happened here in terms of the virus, we look, we, look, we used to look, the amused at, 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 at Asia, a lot of countries in Asia and the, and the visitors to this country over the years when they used to wear face masks. They used to be used, as I said. Um, and we now know why the culture over there is, is as it is. It's because of virus like this, and I suppose this is the first and hopefully the last, but one suspects not, the last type of virus that will hit this, this side of the world. And can be discussing at a, different, at a different level about why all of a sudden the likes of Ireland, the UK, and countries so, so far west of Asia are getting these viruses. But the fact is now we've become exposed to this one and many others are going to come behind. And there is a need for a cultural shift, uh, similar to what happened in Asia many, many years ago. And again, it, it needs to become the norm, I would suggest. And it's not just one of those fleeting things that comes along. We look and reading in the years, in a few years' time. The wearing of face coverings has to become a regular feature of society, in line with the fact that these viruses are now are going to, and again, the medical profession tell you, hopefully not, not as uh, uh, intensive uh, as, as this one has been, or I, I suppose, at the um, uh, the, the, the problems set is caused. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But we, we are going to be exposed more and more. And yeah. again, look, but, I'm not the expert in medical. In medical no, care. I understand
0: that. But I mean, isn't it the simple reality, and I'll ask you very briefly both to answer this, and I mean briefly, and I don't say this lightly, but isn't it the simple reality that it will require a surge in numbers here and for people to start really worrying about COVID-19 again for the, the mass wearing of face masks?
2: Well, Joe, Joe, can I just, you, I, I, I I sit step back then, but I, just on relation to that, and that's why I don't understand, right, uh, and this is the fundamental point you just made, I suppose, in all of this, we're told that there's a second phase coming. We actually believe, I think, most of that, that, that's coming. Let's hope it won't be as bad as it was initially. Uh, but on that basis alone, would you not think that the compulsory wearing of face coverings, on that basis alone, uh, that narrow basis, would you think that would be more forthcoming from government in, in anticipation of that second phase?
1: Yeah, and Dr Ray?
2: Yeah,
1: okay, uh, I, I agree, Mr O'Leary is, is, is absolutely right, as we um, ease lockdown, um, there will be an increase in cases, and um, how big that increase is will depend on all the things being followed, social distancing, cough etiquette, respiratory hygiene, etc. Uh, face masks will be part of that. Joe, I'll just give you an idea, right, um, as a medical professional, I had to take a course, right, in PPE, in donning and doffing PPE. I had to sit down and, uh, you know, watch this video for 10, 15 minutes on doffing and donning and doffing. And there was a the right way to do it. And if you do it right, then you protect others and you protect yourself. If you do it wrong, you protect nobody and you can endanger people. And what we need to do here is maybe not just the, 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 the face mask, you know, getting the message. And it does protect But it can cause damage as well, um, is to actually give simple video or poster as to how to take them on and take them off. And not just respiratory and cough etiquette, but face mask etiquette in the same way as before that it would have been inappropriate. I mean, it's not long ago that people would be walking along the street and hawking and spitting on the street. That's not in you know, too long ago, equally, people getting on coughing and spluttering and coughing into their hands would not have happened, you know, too long ago, yeah. would it have happened not too long ago, and right now putting on a face mask in the same way and touching it and pulling it up and down over your face as you're um, talking to people um, should, you know, again, not be accepted in the same way that those behaviours aren't but That will only occur when you can actually make um, the face mask etiquette, right? You've heard it first here face mask etiquette has to be uh, taught to people and put out there into the general public domain so that it becomes part and parcel of wearing the face mask. Okay. well,
0: listen, thank you very much for challenging views, for expertise on all sides and for a a vigorous debate on an important subject this morning. We appreciate it. Dr Ray O'Connor, who is a GP uh, but also a lecturer at the University of Limerick uh, Graduate Entry Medical School and the General Secretary of the National Bus and Rail Union, Dermot O'Leary, for joining us.